Hey friend, welcome to the Bible Track That Goes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host. I greatly appreciate the opportunity for you to be my listeners today. It truly means much that we can partner together for the gospel's sake through the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated and this very radio program. I'm going to ask you to grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. I believe it's the fifth book of the Bible, isn't it? Deuteronomy chapter number 12. I told you previously that each day of November that this broadcast airs, I'll be sharing one item that I'm thankful for. And today is no different. Let me encourage you before I tell you what I'm thankful for, that you tell me what you're thankful for. I'd love to hear from you. You can text me at 309-316-7240. Text me what you are thankful for. Again, that's 309 309- Zero nine three one six seven two four zero. I'll tell you what I'm thankful for in just a moment. Before I do that, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I've got with me here in the studio a gospel tract called "How Can a Person Be a Way?" How can a person be a way? This gospel tract has a striking image of a firefighter on the front of it. I was actually just in a church service and the, and the preacher was speaking, an evangelist friend of mine, and he spent 15 years in the fire department. And you can tell just by his mannerisms, you can tell by the care he has for others, his, his ability with EMT skills and things like that. He has some background in those things. But this evangelist friend of mine was talking about some of the calls that he was called to, some of the difficult things that he had seen. And it brought to mind this gospel tract. How can a person be away? John 14, 6 in this gospel tract says this, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, you may say that, yes, Jesus is the way, but how can I be a way? Well, friend, you can lead others to Christ. And that's what this gospel tract talks about. Let me encourage you to go to BibleTracksInc.org and order your very own copies and pass out this gospel tract. Maybe down the street from you is a fire department. Maybe you should walk in there with a couple dozen cookies and a few of these gospel tracts, and maybe you should hand them out. Really, our imagination oftentimes is the only inhibitor to our impact. Our imagination is the only inhibitor to our impact. Think about how you could use this gospel tract. Maybe you should carry just one or two on you. And maybe you know there's a restaurant nearby that the fire department likes to frequent often. Maybe you'd like to take one of these by. Honestly, this gospel tract is not just for EMTs, not just for firefighters. You can give this gospel tract to anyone. And I'm thankful for each one of you that would consider going to BibleTractsInc.org today. Now I've got to tell you what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful today. And as I was planning, preparing, praying for this particular broadcast, the Lord brought to mind, I'm thankful for my church. Now I have a phenomenal church. Now, of course, I'm in full-time evangelism. I was in 60 churches or thereabouts last year. I'm here, there, and everywhere in the coming months, I'll be in New Zealand. I'll be in California. I'll be in Maryland. I'll be all over the place, up in Wisconsin. I'll be here, there, and everywhere. But when I'm home, you know where I am when the church doors are open? 
I'm in my church. We're going to talk about the church today. You say this is an odd thing for the Bible Tracks Echo, Bible Track Echoes radio program to talk about. Friend, I, I've mentioned in previous days that good Christians use gospel tracks more effectively. Good Christians use more use gospel tracts more often. And so what I'd encourage you to do is to consider how can you and I, how can we be better Christians? Because the better of a Christian we are, the more gospel tracts we use. That's the end goal for me. I want you to be so close to Christ that you want to do everything he wants you to do. And I believe on that list, probably somewhere near the top, is to be a witness, to use gospel tracts. And so you can say, oh, you're, you're speaking about these things with self, selfish goals in mind. Well, I'll be honest, it's a little self-serving. I run, I lead a gospel track printing ministry, Bible Tracks Incorporated. And the more people that use our gospel tracts, the less gospel tracts are in the warehouse right over there. Friend, I need you to use gospel tracks, and to do that, I need you probably, potentially, I'm not disparaging, I'm not denigrating, but for you to use gospel tracks, you might need to be a better Christian, and so let's help you with that today as we talk about the church. We're going to talk about the church today, Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse number 1. Here's what the Bible says, these are the statutes. And judgments which ye shall observe to do in the land which the Lord God of thy fathers giveth thee to possess it all the days that ye live upon the earth, ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess served their gods. Now pause for just a moment here. This is an implication. This is an imperative. This is a command given by God to his people. And what he's telling them to do is those high places, those groves, those uh, evil places of idolatry, you need to destroy all those places. It continues on. Wherein the nations which ye shall possess serve their gods upon the high mountains, upon the hills, under every green tree, and ye shall overthrow their altars, and break their pillars, and burn their groves with fire. And ye shall hew down, cut down the graven images of their gods, and destroy the names of them out of that place. Ye shall not do so unto the Lord your God, but unto the place, the place, the place, which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even unto his habitation, shall ye seek, and thither shalt thou come. Now, we're not going to get deep into the weeds of the church versus the tabernacle versus the temple and all those type of things, but I would like to make some application to God's place in the present day. God's place. And that's where we begin. We talk about the place, the church. Realize, first of all, as we begin today, that it is God's place. I think we forget who the owner of the church is, who the true owner of the church. Now, he allows his under-shepherds, pastors to manage, to be sheepdogs for the sheep and all of those things, but realize that God, at the end of the day, is the owner, the founder, the creator, the beginner of the church. Deuteronomy 12.5 again, But unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even unto his habitation shall ye seek, and thither shalt thou come. 
I think about gossip in the church. There are few things that can bother a church more than tail bearers, people that backbite, people that use their mouth for nefarious means. If you have a problem with someone, if you have a problem in general, why don't you consider talking to the owner of the establishment? When you're at a restaurant and you have a serious beef, you have a serious problem, you have a serious issue with the service that you've been given, who do you want to talk to? Is the server that poor waiter or waitress, are they good enough to talk to? Uh, No, you need to talk to the manager. And if you can't get through to them, let me speak to the owner, right? Well, why is it any different in the church? We should just jump straight to talking to the owner instead of talking to everyone else about everyone else. Let's talk to the owner. I think he can solve our problems. Oftentimes, though, we don't want to admit that the problem is us. Now, for those local church pastors that are under the sound of my voice, I would hope that I'm only saying things that you secretly wish could be said more loudly in your church. Friend, can I tell you that gossip, that tale-bearing, that bearing false witness, that talking about other people, it has no place in the house of God. I say the house of God. It's God's place. Every time... I have a bad spirit. You say, Brother Micah, you've had a bad spirit before? Oh, yes. I am maybe a man of God, but maybe only a man at best. I can tell you, men of God are only men at best. Friend, every time I have a bad spirit, you know what I do too often? I talk to the wrong people about it. I have to stop myself. I have to curtail myself. I'd say, pause for a moment. Who should you be talking to about this problem? And then, if I'm wise, if I'm spirit-led, I'll, I'll go to the owner. Ephesians 2.19 says this, Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple, in the Lord. This place is not just God's. It is commanded and born into existence by God. God created the church. So, friend, I ask you, do you disrespect God's place by your attitude? Sometimes it seems like we come to church and it takes two and three and five songs before we finally have a good enough spirit to hear what the man of God has to say. Uh, These things ought not so to be. Friend, we should come to church ready to go. We should come to church ready and raring for what God has for us that day. It's God's place. How disrespectful would it be for you to go over to Grandma's house, Grandpa's house for Thanksgiving, and to come over with a bad attitude? That's That's not a good way to live. To cause family strife in the home on Thanksgiving Day. Why would we do any different? Why would we treat God's house any different? It's extremely disrespectful to come with a bad spirit, to come with bad words on our lips, to come with a bad mind frame, bad attitude. Let's come to church ready because it's God's place. Let me encourage you. Maybe you're listening right now and say, I I don't really attend church, Brother Micah. Could I encourage you to reach out to me if you need help finding a good church in your area? I mentioned the 
60 plus churches I was in last year in three short years of evangelism. I've been in many a church and know of many more. I have contacts across the United States and actually across the world. I don't know everyone everywhere all the time, but I do know a lot of them. And so if I can help you find a good church, would you contact me? You need to get into church. Don't just get your spiritual teaching from Micah McCurry. If you do, you'll be a very anemic Christian. Get with a local pastor, a local church. Text me if you have questions at 309-316-7240. Again, 309-316-7240. Have a great day for His glory. We're going to keep talking about God's place tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.